Arizona State University, ASU. Always thought it was a great school. The kids there, they like to party hard. They also like to work hard. They've got some great academic programs. I hear as far as tuition goes, it's not that bad. But ASU, like all of academia and half the country, has gone woke berserk. This great party school, great academic school, has turned into uh, this, the Multicultural Center. This is the Multicultural Center at ASU. It does look like IKEA corporate headquarters on an off day, but uh, this is their center. It says multi, but that does not mean all. Multi does not mean all. And if it's anything associated with maybe European or law enforcement, you are on thin ice. Watch what happened. What? You guys have the same sticker as the other. But this is our space. We've got a Police Lives Matter sticker and we're getting kicked out. Can't do school. Yeah, you, you just said we have to leave. No, I said you're making this space you said uncomfortable. uncomfortable. But you're white. Do you understand what a multicultural space? It means you're not being centered. White's not a culture? No. No, it's not a culture. All right. You know, you can have an academic debate about that, uh, but they're just yelling at him because they don't like, well, the guy right there uh, did not vote for Biden. The other guy likes cops and they're both white. That has set off these radicals. This is the violence that ASU does, and this is the type of people that they protect. Okay, this white man thinks he can take up our space, and this is why we need a multicultural space, because they think they can get away with it. I'm going to sit here the whole time, and you can find somebody to kiss that, me. That's cool. We, we're we're we will. We're not kicking you out. We're asking you to leave if you have any consideration for people of color and are marginalized. So clearly, don't. That I can go? Yeah, the whole rest of the campus, the whole, the second floor, the first floor, the whole MU, every single part of the campus centers you. This is the only space that you're not centered, and you're still trying to center yourself, which is peak white cis male bull. You're not you are racist. Your sticker is racist because police, that's a job. You can choose to be a police. I, didn't, I don't choose to be black. All right. So you see, this is not going well for the young man who just wants to study. Uh, some people are also getting upset. There's an Asian man who comes to their defense and said, are you crazy? What's this all about? He actually ultimately leaves to go to the dean's office. Now, let's meet the two bigots behind this racism. It's important to recognize why we have to do that and what a multicultural space means. Because multiculturalism doesn't mean that, oh, we all come together and hold hands. It means that you provide space and you protect the most marginalized. And like that is, makes this space uncomfortable. All right, quite frankly, if she's going to expose her bare midriff like that, I think she should spend less time in the multicultural center and more time in the fitness center. I'm sorry, just saying. But uh, anyway, look, it's kind of insane what's happening on campus and throughout all of corporate America, middle schools, colleges, corporate. It just it is kind of crazy. They, believe it or not, according to the culture right now, these two morons are on the right. I want to tell you who the right guy was in all of this, the one I most admire. This guy. Yeah, he stood his ground. He did not walk out. Uh, the other guy was great, too. He went to the dean's office, but I like this guy. And this may sound crazy, but that guy reminds me of Rosa Parks.
Remember her? She was told to uh, go to the back of the bus because she was black, right? Rosa Parks? She didn't, and good for her. She went down in history. So guy in the T-shirt, along with Rosa Parks, I think you're both awesome. Rosa Parks, rest in peace. Hey, by the way, did you know Rosa Parks was a Trump fan? Big time. She was a Trump supporter. They actually both got a civil rights award on the same night. I miss Donald Trump at a moment like this. He would not be afraid to call it out. Maybe he will uh, through those email statements from time to time. Uh, he may say something like this. Wokeism makes you lose, ruins your mind, and ruins you as a person. You become warped. You become demented. Warped, demented? Uh, that's the kind of behavior I saw from those women at that school. I'm sorry. Hey, I thought you went to college to learn things, to be exposed to other ideas. How close-minded was that display? Wokeism makes you warped, makes you demented. Speaking of demented, Hunter Biden, I don't know if it was wokeism or the drugs. He did a lot of drugs, and I hope he's clean. And if he's not, I hope he gets clean. But we know now a lot about Hunter Biden. It was all in that laptop. The fake news buried it. But there are all kinds of emails indicating that Hunter and his dad, potentially, were looking to benefit from all the turmoil in Libya. Take a look at this email between two Democratic donors. Per phone conversation, I met with number two son. He wants $2 million, that represents, per year, plus success fees. He wants to hire his own people. It can be close circle of people for confidentiality. His dad is deciding whether or not to run. Now, by the way, this is all referencing getting Hunter's help on a deal regarding billions in, of Libyan assets frozen by the Biden administration. Uh, Libya wants that money freed, and uh, maybe Hunter can can help. Uh, second part of this email reads as follows. His negatives are that he is alcoholic, drug addict, kicked out of the U.S. Army for cocaine. I think it was the Navy, actually. Chasing low-class hookers, constantly needs money, liquidity problems, and many more headaches. Well, they certainly had his number. Uh, we have another email. Uh, this was sent to two business contacts by Washington lawyer John Sedwig regarding the same deal. I spoke with HB's team yesterday, Hunter Biden. They do not want a large group involved and they only want people with whom they have a close relationship with due to the sensitivity surrounding their involvement. Yeah, Biden's getting involved in, in something like this. That's a problem. And the uh, one of the main donors actually got access, pretty close access to uh, Joe Biden himself. Look, this is how it works down there. They're all just kind of parasites cashing in. Um, they're not creating anything. It's one of the reasons why Donald Trump did not fit in down there at all. Creation. He created this. He created dozens of other buildings just like it. Creating is hard. Creating is really, really hard. Being a, I don't know, a leech, a parasite, that's not hard. Look at that. He made something out of nothing. And that's to be admired. And again, that's why they hate him. All right, we'll be right back with, uh, ooh, those horses at the border. They're being blamed for everything. And also, Chris Cuomo, brother of Andrew, in some trouble. But I actually think he's getting a raw deal. Yeah, I do. Be right back. Bob Carson, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view and it's actually funny? 
You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app, and it downloads directly to your smartphone, so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app, or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts for other platforms. Something's All I can say is that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? They don't. And they're blaming everything on those horses at the border. Those horses and the Border Patrol guys on top of them. They did a great job. Uh, everyone's horrified from the left. These people don't know anything about horses. They don't know anything about patrolling the border or protecting the border. They don't. They just want to cash in on a moment because it's easy. It's easy to do. Have you seen the video? Probably have by now. Uh, you can look at this stuff all day long. They're not hurting anybody. They're protecting the horses and they're protecting the border. Kind of what you want out of the Border Patrol, right? But you're about to hear from three people, our leaders, the president, the vice president, and uh, Mayorkas, the DHS secretary. I don't think any of these people have ever been on a horse Neither have I, by the way, but I talk to people who have. I talk to the Border Patrol, and they're saying that this is totally standard and fine. Anyway, what of it, Mr. President? This is happening under your watch. Do you take responsibility for the chaos that's unfolding? Of course I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped. It's outrageous. I promise you, those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. It's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. What about the message to your own federal employees who you are not backing up? He has a responsibility. He is the CEO of the government, essentially, and he's just going along with a fake news narrative. I'll get to the photographer, by the way, who captured these images to begin with, and he said it's totally fine, and the whole world is misinterpreting them. Anyway, the Madam Vice President said the same thing. There needs to be consequence and accountability. Uh, the, human beings should not be treated that way. And as we all know, it also evoked images of some of the worst moments of our history where that kind of behavior has been used against the indigenous people of our country, has been used against African-Americans during times of slavery. It's so easy to sit back and just complain about images you find unfortunate. She has an opportunity. She has a responsibility to fix this problem, and she won't. It's just easier to sit. She's in New York here. Just go with the flow. Yeah, oh, that's a horrible image, horrible image. Not actually calling down there and finding out what's going on, if she's not going to go down there. One more. This is the actual DHS, Department of Homeland Security Secretary himself. We know that those images painfully conjured up the worst elements of our nation's ongoing battle against systemic racism. We ceased the use of horse patrol units in the area. The agents involved in these incidents have been assigned to administrative duties and are not interacting with migrants while the investigation is ongoing. Systemic racism. It's being put on the back of those three guys. Systemic racism. You notice they just pulled the horses out of the Del Rio area. 
but everywhere else, they're fine. All right, these people are such phonies. By the way, we've looked at the pictures. Here's one. That bridal whip, whatever the hell you call it, it's not touching anybody. Here's another one. The guy is gently grabbing the guy's shoulder before he grabs his T-shirt. Another one, the whatever it is, actually, is just being spun in the air. The photographer himself said explicitly that no one was harmed. I didn't ever see him with anybody with the thing. He was swinging it, um, but I didn't see him actually take you know, with someone with it, you know, so those, those, that's something they can easily misconstrued um, when you're looking at the picture. Misconstrued, he said. All of these images have been misconstrued. You know, you heard uh, Mayorkas and Harris and Biden call for an investigation. They demanding accountability. I don't remember any of them. In fact, I know they haven't demanded an investigation and accountability when our troops were killed unnecessarily in Afghanistan, or how about a week ago today, we found out that our own missiles took out an innocent family when at the time they said we were getting a, a terrorist who was in the act of uh, planning a, an attack on US troops. That wasn't true, that wasn't true. They don't, uh, they don't call for any investigation. I haven't heard a peep about any of this stuff. All right, so they're placing a Band-Aid on a hemorrhaging wound. We have such a serious problem. And take a look at this. Some of these migrants were issued tickets to appear later. Does that look like an official document to you? It looks like the kind of ticket you get at the carnival. It looks like the kind of ticket you put in your pocket and you forget about it, and it disintegrates in about uh, a day and a half. This is their idea of accountability right now. It is such a joke. Speaking of jokes, CNN, big time. All right, so Chris Cuomo, I'm not a fan of his show. No way. Bit of a goofball. And he can be a goofball off air. We all saw that dancing video this summer. But something is happening to him right now that I think is unfair. I think it's pretty low. So there's this woman named Shelly Ross. She is a veteran TV producer. She worked at ABC. She worked at CBS before getting fired, by the way. Anyway, uh, in the New York Times today, she wrote a big story about something she said happened to her at the hands of Chris Cuomo all the way back in 2005, uh, a time period where she was his boss. Okay, so I guess one day rolls around and she's no longer his boss. There's an after work party. They're both there, and this is the, uh, the crux of it. When Mr. Cuomo entered the Upper West Side bar, he walked toward me and greeted me with a strong bear hug while lowering one hand to firmly grab and squeeze the cheek of my buttock. Next, it goes on. I can do this now that you're no longer my boss, he said. No, you can't, I said, pushing him off me at the chest while stepping back, revealing my husband, who had seen the entire episode at close range. We quickly left. Now... After this thing, Cuomo actually emails her and apologizes. He doesn't explicitly say that he put his hand on the rear end, but he's apologizing for something. Interestingly, in my opinion, she put out his email, but not her response. What did she say? I think that's relevant, actually, if we're going to go back 16 years. And she writes in the piece, my question today is the same as it was then. Was he ashamed of what he did, or was he embarrassed because... My husband saw it. Probably a little bit of both. That's what I'm guessing, okay? Next, she writes this, and I don't believe this part. I have no grudge against Mr. Cuomo. Well, 
she really is riding like she holds a grudge. Uh, the guy wore a T-shirt out in the Hamptons. She seems to really not like the Hamptons. That's like a rich people community uh, east of New York City, beach community. She writes this about the T-shirt and where he was. During the Labor Day weekend, as Mr. Cuomo was walking around in his Truth T-shirt, this was the moment where she decided she had to tell her truth. You know, it's very big right now to tell your truth. Uh, after the incident, she writes this, I never thought that Mr. Cuomo's behavior was sexual in nature. His form of sexual harassment was a hostile act meant to diminish and belittle his female former boss in front of the staff. Next up, it says, we must continue to hold the enablers accountable, both men and women. So let me ask you something. She is an executive at ABC, and guess what she doesn't do? She doesn't report him. She doesn't say anything. She doesn't go to HR. I guess you might say that she is an enabler. She goes on to say to repent. He could repent journalistically. He could host a series of live town hall meetings with documentary footage produced by women. That sounds like pretty bad TV to me. Um, look, there are a lot of reasons to not like Chris Cuomo. I don't think this is one of them. You want to see a reason to not like him? He does lose his top sometimes at parties. From the right call me Fredo. My name is Chris Cuomo. I'm an anchor on CNN. It's an insult to your people. It's like the N word for us. Don't insult me like that. I didn't insult you. Call me Fredo. It's like I call you punk like that. You want that to be your nickname? I didn't call you that. I you called me Fredo. You know my name now, Fredo. I thought your name was. You did not think my name was. Stand up like a man, Fredo. Fredo from The Godfather, part two. Uh, Godfather one, two. Anyway, uh, Trump, God bless him. He saw this whole thing, his reaction. I think that what Chris Cuomo did was horrible. His language is horrible. He looked like a total out-of-control animal. He lost it. But I think anybody that would have seen Chris Cuomo would have said that was a disgrace. You've never seen me do that. He never did. Never used that kind of language and uh, threatened somebody like that. All right, bottom line on this Cuomo thing. Look, he apologized. Uh, we don't know her reaction to that apology. She stood by as he got promoted up the ranks. And now, 16 years later... Now that his brother is no longer in power, now she chooses that moment to tell her truth. Something's wrong with that. I'll be right back. A liberty-loving American takes on Washington, Hollywood, and the whole media establishment. He's Chris Salcedo. Join his fight. Tune in to The Chris Salcedo Show every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. Who's an Do you want your house back? Take it! January 6th, we've been told so many lies. And you know what? I think they want to keep it going. The whole fraud that this thing was an insurrection. This investigation that they got, it's not a real investigation. Look at who they've subpoenaed. They've just subpoenaed these folks. Mark Meadows, former chief of staff. Uh, Dan Scavino, the social media director for President Trump. Stephen Bannon, Cash Patel, who was working at the Pentagon at the time. Look, these guys are not the guys to talk to. They weren't there. They didn't plan an insurrection. This is ridiculous. They're just getting them because they're close associates of Trump. Hey, where's Nancy Pelosi? Why isn't she on the list, huh? What about Michael Byrd, the cop who shot Ashley Babbitt? He's got some questions to answer, right? 
Of course, this thing is ridiculous. Hey, by the way, we're seeing some more video of January 6th, and it's interesting. You've seen the crazy stuff. You've seen, you know, the clashes. But how much have you seen of people inside the Capitol acting normally? I mean, like tourists. This video exists. Take a look at it. This does not look particularly violent, but you never see it. You never do see it, do you? How about the folks who were going through the rotunda and actually going through the stanchions? I mean, this is not a group of people who want to take over the government. And by the way, don't forget, no one was armed, no weaponry of any kind, no guns. I'd like to show you this as well. It's been overlooked. People taking selfies with police officers, okay? <laughs> We are still going to pretend that this was an insurrection. I guess so. They seem really, really intent on that, the left. Um, we also should question everybody who was on the scene when Ashley Babbitt was shot, including the officer who gave the thumbs up shortly after Ashley was shot. Now, he is pointing his gun initially, we're told, because he's concerned on the other side. It might be, who knows, the enemy. He didn't realize it was Capitol Hill cops until, well, he gives a thumbs up right there. Very, very bizarre. So little of it makes any sense. Now this. Black lives matter. Of course they matter, but not the way the Black Lives Matter organization says. They only care when a black life is taken by a white cop. But when a black life is taken by another black person, especially if those two are children, nobody seems to care. The life of 16-year-old Azuri Jones mattered. She was shot and killed yesterday in Wichita, Kansas. Police got multiple reports of shots fired and two cars chasing each other through a neighborhood near Wichita State. Jones was in the back seat of one of those cars with a group of her friends. She was hit by one bullet and died after her friends drove her to the hospital. The other vehicle in the shooting uh, had been reported stolen. Everyone in that car fled on foot. Two 17-year-olds and one 16-year-old have been arrested. The captain of the Wichita Police Department said it takes the community, it will take the community to stop the violence. Anytime that there's violence with teens, it's alarming and concerning. And it's going to take not only the Wichita Police Department, but the community as a whole to intervene in some of that violence. So it's going to take um, efforts on the parts of parents, loved ones, community members, all to um, help in identifying um, who may be carrying guns, especially teenagers, and to help us curb some of this violence. Well, earlier this month, Jones's 21-year-old brother, Christian, was also shot and killed in Wichita. Zuri Jones was just 16 years old. We'll be right back. Hey, look at this. The fake news reporting. Fox to Rudy, you're banned. No more political appearances, any appearances by Rudy Giuliani on Fox News. Well, look, he's always come on Newsmax, and I'm glad that happens. Uh, but he should be able to go where he wants, wherever he's invited. Mr. Mayor, welcome back to Newsmax. First of all, how are you? I'm good, Craig. How are you? Good. What's the problem between you and Fox? 
I don't know. They, they haven't given me a reason. They just said I'm banned. Uh, the last two weeks, they basically every night have had a report corroborating what I gave to the New York Post. Every, every time they tell you the New York Post was accurate, I was accurate because I gave the New York Post all their information. I mean, the hard drive, the hard drive went from Mac, the, the guy who, who got it from Hunter, to Bob Costello, to me, to the New York Post. And now the fake, the fake news, elements of it, have acknowledged what we've known all along, that the laptop was legit, that the New York Post's reporting was solid. Um, that would seem to elevate you, make you, quite frankly... I would think so. I mean, I was accused by uh, Biden uh, during the first debate with President Trump of being a Russian agent with regard to that uh, hard drive. Well, it's, <laughs> there's nothing Russian about it. It comes from Delaware. It's his hard drive. It's his computer, the hard drive of his computer. It's clear. The FBI actually confirmed that four months ago. So Politico's story is really just news to the people who refuse to accept it. But I mean, uh, also, they've never denied it's his computer, ever. I mean, all you have to do is take a look at the pictures and you can tell it's his computer. We just saw some so, great pictures of you, by the way, back when you were a U.S. attorney. Uh, terrific photographs, and uh, there you are. Rudy, you were a great lawyer, of course, and a great uh, mayor. People forget, some of them, too many of them, what a what an effective and, and successful prosecutor you were. I want to show you the emails. I believe you've seen them. Uh, Hunter Biden, they're about Hunter Biden between two Democratic donors. Here's the situation before we look at the email. Uh, Libya, involved in a civil war, $30 billion in assets, I believe, were frozen in U.S. banks. And it looked like they were talking about Hunter coming to the rescue to unfreeze these assets. And here's the email exchange. Again, this is about Hunter. Put him up on the screen if you don't mind. Number one, per our phone conversation, I met with number two's son. That's Hunter. He wants $2. That's code for $2 million per year retainer plus success fees. He wants to hire his own people. It can be close circle of people for confidentiality. His dad is deciding to run or not. Next thing, at least these guys are pretty savvy. They know who they're dealing with when it comes to Hunter Biden. All of the problems. I spoke with Hunter Biden's team yesterday. Okay, they do not want a large group involved, and they only want people with whom they have a close relationship with due to the sensitivities surrounding their involvement. And then there's another one that says uh, this guy's a drug addict, and he likes hookers, and he's uh, kind of high maintenance. As a prosecutor, what could you do with that stuff? Well, i tell you what I could do. I could put uh, Joe in jail because uh, this is a this is a tweet from uh, a text from Hunter on December 25th, 2018. Uh, you can't see it, but what it says is for 30 years, he's been giving 50 percent to his father of everything he gets. I mean, that I mean, this has never been disputed. 50 percent of what what he got for 30 years, what Hunter got goes to Joe. Now, there's one special deal for 10%. But the press messes that up. They think that that's the only time Joe got money. That's not true. Every single deal, Joe gets 50% of the deal. He confirms this to his daughter. Plus, Hunter is take, takes care of all the expenses of the family. Now, Rudy, I mean, I'm sorry, Mr. Mayor, forgive me. but You can say Rudy. <laughs> well, I and, and by the way... Greg, that's not my words. No, well, Mr. Mayor, though, listen, I'm on board with this, and I am not doubting the veracity of your material. I see it, and I've seen it before. 
But I want you to put it down for a second, because those text messages, as incriminating as they are, if you were to put your prosecutor hat on, and I believe this would be possible, you'd have to get more evidence. You'd have to get uh, financial records, right? I mean, you, you'd have to get... Uh, yeah, but... And you could with... Mm -hmm. This is what you call an admission. I mean, this would be admissible in court. What if There's he said, Mr. Mayor, look, and I'm not playing devil's advocate. I just want to establish that we'd probably have to get something else. I mean, Hunter could say, hey, I was drunk and I was uh, drunk texting and I was boasting and all that stuff is not true. You as a prosecutor, you could have gotten the records of, of Hunter and or Joe and find out, you know, where this money was going. Right. I could. I could. And, and the records, uh, they have hidden them. It's hard to get them. And nobody's ever. And the FBI never went for them. But there's actually so many other instances like this. And there are about eight incidents like this that there's enough evidence to prosecute even without the records. I mean, this is not the only situation in which money goes to Hunter. Hunter does nothing for it. And there are witnesses who say that Joe was involved. Yeah. This, is, this, like this, this incident is completely independent of the Bobulinski incident. And by the way, Bobulinski could testify Joe was going to get 10%. So now you have two in which he was getting money. I got it. And then in, in the Ukrainian situation, there are witnesses that say that Joe made the deal with Zloshevsky, and the money really was for Joe. Plus, there's $800,000 in, uh, in a money laundering situation that goes right to Joe. So uh, I, I shouldn't. I should. I shouldn't give you the impression this is the only piece of evidence of money going to Joe. No. And by the way, the, politically, I understand. Politically, this should be a slam dunk case. Legally, you know, it's a higher bar, and we were just talking about that. But politically, you got the goods on him. Yet he's lived to fight another day. I have to play you this from the United Nations. There's something. This is Joe Biden talking about the danger of corruption. Notice his energy level. Notice, I, I feel like it takes a crash. He's yelling at the top of the speech. <laughs> Listen to this. Corruption fuels inequality, siphons off a nation's resources, spreads across borders, and generates human suffering. Is nothing less than a national security threat in the 21st century. Around the world, we're increasingly seeing citizens demonstrate their discontent, seeing the wealthy and well-connected grow richer and richer, taking payoffs and bribes, operating above the law, while the vast majority of the people struggle to find a job. I, uh, I see a guilty man. <laughs> I see a guilty conscience. I don't know. There's something weird about that. He just described 30 years of his life. <laughs> That's right. Back, back when James was a little... A little uh, uh, kind of uh, trailer trash guy picking up like two, $3,000 for him in bribes. I mean, Joe, Joe's been doing this from the time back in Delaware. He's been a crook since then. The hard drive has a whole transaction no one's ever examined in which James gets one third of a billion dollar housing contract in Iraq when Joe blows the negotiations with Iraq. You got a pattern every time Joe becomes a point man for Obama, America gets screwed. Joe messes up the negotiation, and they pull millions of dollars out of the government. That's yeah. Iraq, yeah. Russia, China, Ukraine, uh, Romania. I missed two or three. Uh, this picture, by the way, is odd. just went away, but there's something. I, I think it's a commercial. I think no, no father and son goes down to the art 
photographer and says, let's take a bunch of pictures like this. There's another picture where they're, they're kissing in a fairly inappropriate way, in my opinion. I think it's an ad for potential clients to, you know, hey, if you want to get to me, get to Hunter. Uh, it's well, a surefire. Yeah, 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 sure. That was the whole deal. Yeah. The whole deal was, I mean, Hunter, Hunter has no talent. So you're not paying Hunter for anything. So what, what are you paying them millions of dollars for? How about and this? Joe does favors for them. Joe ends up doing what they want. So you can show Joe gets the money. I mean, uh, Hunter gets the money. Hunter does nothing. Joe does. Yeah. And then you've got the admission. Mr. Mayor, you are the best. And I think you will ultimately uh, come out on top in all of this because they've been giving you a hard time for such a long time. Oh, yeah, is... yeah. There's more evidence. There's a lot more evidence. Greg. Well, we're, I... we're only... We're only scratching the surface. You can't hide this stuff forever, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna come out just fine, Mr. Mayor. I'm so glad you're on this case, Rudy Giuliani. Everybody, thank you. You bet. We'll be right back. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black? The screw-ups, the incompetence, the lack of integrity. It is all, and it all has been on vivid display for a long time, but the media, the media, the mainstream media, they're finally, finally tuning into this guy, a little bit. President Biden is facing major challenges and major questions this week. The growing crises engulfing the White House. How about the message from our vice president? Where is she? She was supposed to be in charge of all of these migration issues, going to those northern triangle countries. That's obviously not Haiti. This camp inside of the United States with thousands of people, what is the reticence to call something that is so clearly a crisis? A crisis. You look at what's happening with immigration. You look at France now saying that uh, they've been betrayed by the United States. So I, I get that we have to look forward, but what are we doing to justify or explain what appears to be very bad behavior on our part now? We don't see it that way. <laughs> kind of lame response, don't you think? But look, it's an indicator. The fake news is actually slightly less fake. They're still terrible, but could this be a sign of good things to come? Let's bring in our panel. If you don't mind, we got Mark Simone, iHeartRadio talk show host. Follow him on Twitter, the best Twitter account around, at Mark Simone NY. And also Craig Shirley, Reagan biographer and presidential historian. Um, Mark, first to you, any sense that there, the, the tide has shifted and the fake news might just start doing its job? Well, I, I think you've been way too optimistic. I noticed uh, yesterday Operation Changed the Subject kicked in and uh, no longer the crisis on the border. It's this one guy on a horse who we're all supposed to concentrate on. A massive investigation into this one guy on a horse. Uh, the poor guy's going to get persecuted. Uh, and you notice Jen Psaki, who I love, she doesn't even try to hide the fact that she's lying to you. She's so clear. I'm lying. Here's the lie. Write it down. Get out. It's that simple. You notice she's on with Gail King, the most biased person on television. I don't see her coming on with you. I don't see her coming on a show where she'll get any real questions. So I think it's business as usual. OK, fair enough. It was a, 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 a little ray of light. I thought I saw uh, Mr. <laughs> Shirley. Uh, things are not changing um, at all, are they? No, they're not. Mark is absolutely right. They're just doing this to uh, cover themselves, really, to, to look in the mirror and pretend that they're being objective. But in fact, 
in study after study, scientific study after scientific study shows categorically the national media has been liberally biased and has been for years, going back probably 30, 40 years. You know, the, the uh, U.S. Constitution and the First Amendment oddly jammed in next to freedom of the press and freedom of religion and other things was, was, was freedom of the press. Because the founders and the framers then saw the broad streets, the broadsheets, and the pamphleteers at the time as valuable allies of the American people against their government. They were a part of the of the populist uh, people against the, the federal government, and the, and the founders wanted that wanted that to ha that dynamic to take place, and it worked for, you know, about 150 years. You know, yeah. I, uh, Lincoln imprisoned. Uh, 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 newspaper editors who editorials against him. FDR complained about the media. Uh, JFK complained about the media. But along about 50 years ago, they moved to the dramatically to the left and became an ally of the national government, and which means the Democratic Party in this case. Uh, against uh, conservatism yeah. Yeah. and against the Republican Party. So uh, Mark mentioned that horse, and boy, oh boy, are they coming down hard on the horse and those cowboys. There are like four of them, by the way, and nobody was being hurt. Here's Joe Biden demanding justice. This is happening under your watch. Do you take responsibility for the chaos that's unfolding? Of course I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treat it like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. It's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. The wrong message around the world. Well, we just lost in Afghanistan. 13 of our own guys were killed and women. And uh, we killed, by the way, uh, an innocent family. We found that out a week ago. I've not seen this kind of passion from Joe Biden about anything uh, other than his hatred for Donald Trump, Mark. Well, you know, listen, the 13 killed, this is horrible. This should be looked at. It won't be looked at. But uh, the one guy on the horse, there'll be a committee, there'll be a commission, there'll be an investigation, there'll be a probe. This will never stop. And the photographer who took the picture said it's not what it appears to be. He was there. He said the, the reins were flying around. He wasn't whipping anybody. So it never happened. It, it's uh, Again, it's Operation Change the Subject. Don't focus on the biggest humanitarian crisis ever on the border. And the fake news is assisting all the way. I heard from Joe Biden on the horse today. We heard from Kamala Harris and Secretary Mayorkas all about this horse. You know, all three of them, they don't look like they've ever been on a horse in their life. I was, I'm no equestrian, uh, Craig, but I know that they have not been on a horse. No, they haven't been on a horse. At least they're not experienced at it. And they certainly weren't whipping people. Look, this is right out of C.S. Lewis' book, The Screwtape Letters. Focus people's attention on what is not important to get them get us uh, stop talking about Afghanistan, stop talking about the border in a real sense, and focus on on the ephemeral, focus on the uh, the myth, the lie. You know, Joe Biden said it's a tragedy or, or a, a mistake or whatever. Yes, his outright lies uh, are are a mistake and a tragedy. Hey, I want to play you a soundbite from Joe Biden in 1974. He might have been the cockiest man in America at the time, and little has changed, but uh, here's Joe Biden during his prime. 
unless you happen to be some sort of anomaly, like myself being a 29-year-old candidate and can attract some attention beyond your own state, it's very difficult to raise that money from a large group of people. Oh, I am oh, an anachronism. Wait. I'm a 29-year-old oddball. The only reason I was able to raise the money is I was able to have a national constituency to run for office. Because I was 29, I'm like the token black or the token woman. I was the token young person. You know, he likes to be bold and provocative, uh, but I don't think he knows how to do it, Mark. Well, you know, for years uh, in Washington, they has, he was called the dumbest man in Washington behind the scenes, not just by uh, Republicans. Democrats would whisper that, too. Dumbest man in Washington. He's the weirdest, quirkiest, uh, eccentric guy ever. Uh, and, and, you know, that nickname alone. Well, how did the press manage to keep that quiet and never mention that during the campaign? He's just a bizarre character. He's been caught in more lies. That train conductor lie got caught in, and he just did it again the other day. He doesn't even care that he got caught. He'll do it again the next day. That's right, he said. <laughs> a train conductor <laughs> congratulated him in 2010. The guy retired in 1993. The Secret Service almost shot him. The whole thing is stupid and not true. Anyway, it's amazing. It's wild. I can't believe it's happening, but it is. Craig Shirley, Reagan biographer, presidential historian, thank you, at Craig SMPA, and Mark Simone, iHeartRadio talk show host, at Mark Simone NY. Gentlemen, thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Greg. Right Have a good weekend. You too. The former president of the United States. And, you know, I wouldn't say Fox has been exactly perfect. Fox has been a big difference of Fox between now and what it was four years ago, as you know. But we have others that come along and they're doing well. And uh, uh, Newsmax has been really good. And, you know, others are coming along. And people are seeing that they're watching these conservative networks. President Trump is right. That's why millions of Americans are tuning into Newsmax for the real news they can trust. All right, Jen Psaki, the press secretary, has said some pretty weird things from the podium. This may have been one of the weirdest. Following up on a question from earlier in the week, why hasn't President Biden ever visited the southern border? What would you like him to do at the southern border, and what impact do you think that would have on the policies? Why doesn't he want to go? I don't think it's an issue of wanting to go. I think it's an issue of what's most constructive to address what we see as a challenging situation at the border in a broken immigration system. It's called leadership. About half of the presidency is symbolism. What would he do? You're going to stay in the White House and send a bunch of emails? Is that how you're going to govern? That's not leadership. Something is very, very wrong. I'm hoping Trump comes back. There's going to be a big rally this weekend in Perry, Georgia. That's about 100 miles south of Atlanta. We'll cover it live right here on Newsmax starting tomorrow night at 6 o'clock Eastern. I'll be watching. I hope you do as well. Many, many thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. Stand by for Cinchfield.